and don't be afraid of being a hypocrite. Don't be afraid of, you know, standing up to your high school buddies and go, yes, douche rag. I am not the same idiot I was when I was 18. Yes, I am a hypocrite. I'm out there telling kids not to drink, say nope to dope and nope to drugs. And you were doing all kinds of shit with me when I was 18. I get it. I'm a hypocrite, but I learned. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike, along here with Luke Acre, and we have a returning favorite yes. to the show that we're going to introduce in just a second. But before we do that, we would love it if you would take a minute and subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. If you're not already subscribed, what are you doing? And leave a review along with a comment to let us know how we're doing. This week's feature review comes from Dig It Deep Records via Apple Podcasts. He or she says, positive changes to my early career, five stars. After just a few episode listens, this podcast has brought more valuable information to me and has already improved my career. I'm a client of Reminder Media and excited to get my first holiday issue out there <laughs> to my active and prospect clients. Keep doing what you guys are doing. That is what it's all about, providing value. That is why we have this gentleman back on the podcast today. Yes. His name is David Meltzer. For those who haven't been along uh, before we had him back on episode 121, like right before the pandemic. So I kind of wanted to have him on selfishly. I want to pick his brain. Like, Hey, what's been going on? How have you, <laughs> what did you shift yeah. in business? But he is the co-founder of sports one marketing formerly served as CEO of the renowned Lee Steinberg sports entertainment agency, which was the inspiration for the movie, Jerry Maguire. His life's mission is to empower over 1 billion people to be happy. And this simple yet that. powerful mission has led him on an incredible journey to provide one thing. And that's value in all his content and communication. That's exactly what you'll get as part of that mission for the last 20 years. He's been providing free weekly trainings to empower others to be happy. David, welcome back to stay paid. Thanks for coming on. I didn't realize it had been that long. This is great. Uh, <laughs> thanks for having me back. No, man. It's awesome. I would encourage everybody follow this guy on Instagram. I follow him. There's so much value that you give every single day. Mm -hmm. I remember even talking last time we had you on the show of your Instagram and your content and that type of stuff. So just want to encourage everybody. We're dying to know because you're just a leader right out there in the space and in the world and in business and marketing mindset. How have you shifted with everything that's happened with the pandemic? And what are you encouraging others to do uh, from a shift perspective? And how do they deal with this new reality? Yeah, so, you know, for me, let's start with uncertainty. I think people get caught up when we go through accelerated change about there's somehow it's more uncertain. Tomorrow is somehow more uncertain than, than it was yesterday. And it's the most asinine thing when you think about it, because I'm going to tell all your audience and my audience, anybody out there that knows exactly what's going to happen tomorrow, call me. I know how to make billions of dollars from that, but I've never met anyone that is 100% certain what's going to happen. So get out of the realm of uncertainty. Now, when you focus in in the realm of change, now we know with great change comes great opportunity if you know what you control. Mm -hmm. So what I focus in on is what I control. Let's start with the most powerful thing I control, my mindset. Right? I control my mindset. So understanding change and pain and suffering. Pain to me, as you guys know, indicator. Lessons to learn. Able to learn the lessons quicker. Able to make more money, help more people have more fun. 
indicating do not stop, change directions. That's all it's indicating. Mm. Change directions to something better, a better situation. So you need a little of ingredients of faith to know that you're going to be somewhere better. And then suffering is the process of learning the lesson. So when we start utilizing our mindset in a proactive, positive manner, that accelerated change creates great opportunity, a better place, creates this idea of learning lessons and expanding and growing. We now understand how important it is to see things the way that we think them. The second thing that we have control of is our heart set, the way we feel, you know, and this is always true regardless of change. You know, you've met the people, they live in a world of not enough. They're victims, right? Mm-hmm. Everything's happening to me. They're what I call the why me people. Mm-hmm. Why me? I have to do this, right? I'm a try me person. You guys are try me people. Try me, mother blanker. <laughs> try me. I'm going to, you know, that, that's the way that I'm built. Nothing happens to me. And so when we have the right heart set and we get to do everything, you know, I, I if I don't feel as if I get to do something, I stop until I figure out, how I can feel that I get to take the trash out or I get to drive my daughter. And all it takes usually is a moment, you know, to think about what you're, you're doing to yourself. You know, I'll give my classic example. I came home from traveling 22 days one time and every day I'm complaining to my wife. Oh, I, I, I just miss the kids. I miss you so much. You know, I get home. First thing when I get home, my wife's like, Hey, can you <laughs> pick up my 15 year old uh, from her friend's house? And I said to her, Oh, I have to go pick her up. What do you do? And she's like, you're the biggest effing hypocrite in the world, Mr. I get to do. What do you mean you, you have to go pick her up? You've been complaining. You get 30 minutes with your daughter by yourself, right? It's all right here. Mm-hmm. So if you feel you have to do something, stop, figure out how you get to do it. Feel good about it in your heart set. And then, of course, the pragmatic side, we control our capabilities. The three components of our capabilities that I'm always developing is number one, my skills of how they're aligned, synergistic and supplementary to what's doing well right now. How are my skills aligned, supplementary and synergistic to what's doing well? How are they aligned, my skills, with what's stable right now? And then I take a couple lottery tickets with my skills and say, how are my skills aligned with what I think will do well, you know, a year from now, five years, 10 years from now. Now, if you don't know where to find those things, I look at the stock market, right? I look at the stock market because I go look at the top best 50 performing stocks and I realize these companies are doing well. This industry is doing well. This career is doing well. Or I look at, you know, what stock hasn't changed in the last three years. Then I know it's a stable, you know, these companies are stable Mm. or I look for what beat up companies are emotionally oversold that I can take advantage of with my skills. Then I apply my knowledge of the what and the who. So not only what do I need to know in order to effectuate this and who has that knowledge, who has the directions to get me there. And then finally, of course, all of these things combine into one desire that you must be what you can be, regardless of what's outside of you, you need to look what's you're in control of inside of you. That will determine what's outside of you. Whew. I love how, so you, um, how you allow yourself to be a hypocrite there for a second, right? And then it's, it's like using your mindset to force your heart set to change. Hmm. Like once you can start developing like a daily habit like that, I imagine it probably wasn't as easy in the beginning. You talk a lot about building habits though. Like what are some of the things that you're doing almost in this road to revenue and happiness idea of like building this habit machine? What are some things that you're doing to 
create that process that forces that change where it becomes almost automatic to you? It sounds like. Well, I think you nailed it, right? My goal or my objective is to pursue how little time I spend in that ego-based consciousness, primal and secondary fears. So I'm in the minutes and moments. You, you kind of explained it there. I try to, you know, when I'm in the wrong place, like I have to do something, I just want to be there for a couple minutes or moments where most people, including me, were there for years, months, weeks, mm. days, hours. Now I spend minutes and moments in the ego-based consciousness. Uh, in, in order to do that, though, there's five daily practices that I think are crucial in order to shorten the time that we're in not feeling good, right? That's the ego-based emotion, not feeling guilty, resentful, offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry. You guys know the gig. So for me, number one practice is you got to know your what. What does that mean? Take inventory of your own values every day. And don't be afraid of being a hypocrite. Don't be afraid of, you know, standing up to your high school buddies and go, yes, douche rag. I am not the same idiot I was when I was 18. Yes, I am a hypocrite. I'm out there telling kids not to drink, say nope to dope and no to drugs. And you were doing all kinds of shit with me when I was 18. I get it. I'm a hypocrite, <laughs> but I learned. I learned. So this is who I am. These are my values today. And tomorrow they may change again. So I can have that humility to know what I don't know and not project it onto other people. So I look at my personal values, awesome. my experiential values, my giving and receiving values every day. Second thing you got to do, ask. You guys know I'm a big ask guy. You know, the easiest and strongest capability we have is shifting the paradigm that everyone in your life is a sponsor. They're, they're not a gatekeeper. No one's trying to stop you from getting what you want. If you know what you want, then find someone that has it and ask them directions. Hmm. You know, it, it's that easy, but just learn the question. Everybody's a sponsor and power sponsor. When you think of everybody as a power sponsor or sponsor, you're putting faith in oneness. You're putting faith in source of everything that, hey, that person is part of me. Of course, they're going to know someone that can help me. And I want to help them. This is a simple way to literally give ourselves an amazing boost and expansion and acceleration in what we want as long as we have inventory of our values. Third thing, student, study. Mathematical equation of luck, pay attention to what you want. Give intention to what you want. Mm. And the coincidences of what you want will occur. Mathematical equation of luck. I study my calendar, activity I get paid for, activity I don't, and my sleep. Four, do things now. You know, the biggest advantage you have in life is to do things now, to stay present. Why do I say that? Because 100% of the things you do now get done. And the difference between happy and successful people and everyone else is happy and successful people get shit done. So do it now. Ask yourself, can I do it now? And if you can do it, you will be twice as statistically successful and it will take half as much time. Guaranteed. If you can't do it, put it in your calendar for the next day to be prioritized by importance of your inventory of values. Mm. And then finally, we've discussed this one. It's just practice ending fear. Spend minutes and moments in fear. There's four steps to it, by the way. One is identify and practice identifying. Notice I say practice because for me, I'm still on the practice of identifying what is it I'm really afraid of, right? When I'm acting in ego, I'm acting in fear. So I want to figure out why am I afraid? Is it the primal fears that Freud talks about, you know, flight, fight, or the other F word? Or is it these secondary subtle fears of the need to be right, offended, separate, inferior, et cetera? So once I practice identifying it, 
I then use the stop methodology. I then drop to my highest frequency. Notice I said drop to my highest frequency because neutral is, is, is the, Russell Wilson, you know, Trevor Moad, the neutral is the highest frequency. That, that's where we get the most. So I drop down to my highest frequency of neutrality and then I roll in the right direction knowing fear puts your mind, body, soul on fire. If you're on fire, stop, drop and roll. Jeez, I could listen to you all day, man. That's unbelievable. You know, what's so interesting. It's like this whole idea of action, right? Just doing it in the now because you're completing 100% of what you actually do and accomplish now. So often, right? It's you don't complete the now because of the fifth one, because you're in fear. And I guess for me, like, and this is for me selfishly, in, in the process of overcoming fear. So right now, I'll give you a perfect example. We at Reminder Media, we're looking at companies for acquisitions, right? And it's like, how do you deal with the difference between, am I just fearful because you know I'm afraid of failing? Am I wise because I'm taking my time and I, and I got to do my due diligence. Like how, how do you work through that process? That's just like a real life example for you. Yeah. That blend, that reconciliation is one that is conflictual to so many people. It's also counterintuitive. And so one of the mechanisms that I use, and I've been in your position doing what you've done is that I extract time from the equation just to show myself where I am upon the spectrum of a pure critical analytical analysis all the way to intuition or truth or faith, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we get this gut feeling in, in your business and sometimes the math is just so overwhelming, even though the gut says, no, don't do it, we do it. What I've learned is if I can do my original pragmatic analysis, you know, whatever that quanti quantitative value is, and then extract time from the equation saying, now, if, I had all the time in the world, infinity. If I knew 100% that I had a billion lifetimes to live, would I still make this decision now? Mm. Because time is really what causes you to have the fear. Nothing else causes the fear. The fear that I'm doing it too early. I haven't done enough betting. I'm doing it too late. Will this happen a year from now? What if it, right? This is all based off of only one thing, time. So if you can do and practice analyzing things without time, you can blend faith intuition with the math and say, wow, you know what? I don't know because the truth is you don't know how long anything's going to take. We already established that at the beginning of the show. Uncertainty is guaranteed. That's the certainty. <laughs> so when people tell me, oh, you know, in a year I'll be worth over this, or I got to make this by March 3rd, or, you know, pandemic's going to end by September 1st, or come on, man. There's no way. <laughs> so extract the time, do the analysis, listen to yourself, the intuition, and you'll make statistically successful decisions. But here's the key beyond when you take time out. If you can take time out of the equation, you can live your life like me. Here's the three ways I live my life. One, I'm always happy where I'm at. I know I'm at the right place at the perfect time. I remind mm -hmm. myself when I don't feel that way. Hold on a second. I'm at the right place at the perfect time. I'm so blessed. I'm grateful, forgiving, accountable, inspired. I'm blessed. After I decide that I'm happy where I'm at, then I say, okay, 
I'm a ferocious dude, man. I, I, I'm like a little pit bull, you know, a little mule, you know, the little train that, that could, that's my story. So now that I know I'm happy where I'm at, I'm going to give everything I have, the law of Goya, get off my ass, give everything I have <laughs> towards my potential every day without quit. And I'm angling, not directing, angling towards what I want, knowing one thing because I've extracted time that I'm going to end up somewhere better than I thought I would. And these three things in my mindset that I'm happy where I'm at at all times, I'm giving everything I have to angle to what I want. Notice not going directly at it, angling by learning the lessons, using pain as an indicator, suffering as the process in order to effectuate what? Faithful belief, extracting time that I know I'm going to end up somewhere better than I was. Because this universe is expanding. I'm one with the universe. I'm expanding, growing, and accelerating. And as long as I stay out of my own way and stop interfering with it, I'm going to end up somewhere better because my feeble mind cannot imagine what infinity is like. And I know that I live within somewhere between limitlessness and infinity. I just can't fathom that. So I create fear because I can't fathom how big it is. Look, you're listening to this podcast, which means you know that your business needs to be on social media, but simply being on social media isn't going to get you sales. You need to be deliberate about what, when, and where you post. To learn how to get the most out of your social media campaigns, check out our ebook, The Relationship Marketer's Guide to Social Media Success. You can download it for free at ReminderMedia.com slash social success. That's ReminderMedia.com slash social success. Take action on this today. Man, I'm gonna have to go back and like listen to. Yeah, I know. You have more one-liners and acronyms and steps. I'm gonna have to take a lot of notes going back. It's a lot of hashtags. I, I all of Goya. I want to ask you, David. Though you talk about time, what do you say to goals that are time-bound? Do you give? I mean, you, you know, smart goals, specific, mm-hmm. measurable, attainable, relevant, time-bound. Do you give yourself a time goal? Yeah. So speed is different than time. Mm. Right. And so time is a man-made construct. It creates a resistance. If I say you got to be there at five o'clock, it actually creates an energetic resistance. I got to be there by five. All of a sudden time changes meaning as you get closer to five. Oh no. And we've all been there, right? You look at the clock, it's 450 and you know, you're 13 minutes away and you only got 10 minutes Mm -hmm. to get there. What have I done? I've created resistance with time. So what I do is I use speed as my inspiration. I'm going to double the amount of money I make as fast as I can. I'm going to get there as quick as I can. I'm going to be as efficient as I can. When we use speed as the indicator, not time, we actually can accelerate and expand. Actually, it's combined to me with Einstein's rule of 72. Einstein's rule of 72 states that at the speed in which you want to achieve, right, or accumulate compound interest, Mm -hmm. you divide it by 72, and that's how long it will take for it to double. So I focus on the, so, you know, if we have uh, 1% speed, it'll take 72 segments to get there until it doubles. Right. And so for us, we want to focus on on speed so we can maximize the rule of 72, maximize the acceleration and the exponentiality of compound interest, which is how not only the universe expands in a compounding way, in the aggregate compound way of permeation, if you know one times two times three times four, this is how things compound. You actually can take advantage of that by quitting limiting yourself and putting resistance on yourself. Because not only does it create resistance, how many times is we we say, okay, I got till five o'clock and then we go all at it and all of a sudden we're done at two. (laughs) Right. Right. And we, if we would have just spoken on speed, we would have been done at one and had four hours to go to the beach and lay out. 
<laughs> it's funny. Don't you think some people need that resistance? Like, what is it like the procrastination? Uh, people make the, I don't know if it's an excuse or not, but it's like procrastination. Um, it's the father of creativity. Yeah, that's what I was like going to say. Yeah, yeah, it's like it, it sparks your creativity or sparks your ingenuity type idea. What do you say there? Yeah, so there's no doubt that fear motivates us. Hmm. But the problem with fear is it also sucks our soul drive, its energy. It's, it, it doesn't inspire us. So fear, we'll get it done. I call those people, I just did a training on this, I call them the two-minute drillers, right? They can't do anything until they're two, two minutes left in the game. Right? And, and then they feel they're bad. You know, in no better place if anyone's been to college and had a syllabus, yes. right? <laughs> Guilty <laughs> okay, as charged. And now, it's not as big as a deal as it was when I was young because when I was young, you'd have to go to the library and there was only one book, you know, right. and people all needed the same book or they, maybe there was two, yeah. right? With the internet, everyone has access. So being last minute is not that big of a deal, but you knew how procrastination worked, how many people were motivated by a deadline. So you need to understand it, it's not easy to shift your paradigm from time, a man-made construct to motivate you into speed to inspire you. Mm. Right? When you're competing against yourself to do it as quickly as you can, better than the last time, doubling as fast as you can, minimum amount of this much. You know, I tell one of the greatest limitations I gave on myself that blew my mind is I have for years told my kids that I'm going to live to 111. And I was born on January 11th at 111. I told them I'm going to die on January 11th at 111 p.m. at 111 years old. I'm certain of it. I tell them. Diane Cannon, who's a famous, she's in Heaven Can Wait. She was married to uh, Cary Grant. She's 85 years old now. I share my Laker seats right there next to the Laker bench with her on the floor. I tell her the story. She said, oh, you're, you're going to live such a lifeline, right? You're going to live such a long time. I said, I'm living to 111. What are you talking about a long time? She started literally tearing up. I said, what's the matter? She goes, why are you limiting yourself? What, what if technology changes and people live to a thousand and you manifested and told everybody that's the date and time that you wanted, right? You cut off 889 years of this journey of lessons and love. What are you doing? And that was such a life changer to me because mm. I started looking at so many things that I thought I was like an optimist with that, you know, I'm yeah. the guy that everybody looks to for that inspiration. Oh my God, Dave Meltzer thinks he's going to live to 111. Wow. Meanwhile, she's so far beyond me because she understands limitation and she does not want to limit us by man-made constructs of time. Wow. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah, so good, man. So let's talk about your training a little bit because you can get your free training at dmeltzer.com slash training. Uh, what's the name of it? What will people go through uh, on that free weekly training? Yeah, so I've been doing free trainings for 20 years. They started in sales training. Still some of it is sales, but it's the road to revenue and happiness. I believe in making a lot of money to help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. I want people to learn to receive so they can give, not give to receive. So not a trade and negotiation in a scarce mindset, but an abundant world where you're so faithful, there's more than enough of everything for everyone. So I teach everything every Friday, uh, 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we have over 20,000 people registered every Friday wow. coming in live. And then it's my most downloaded podcast, The Playbook, featured on Spotify. Spotify features a uh, road to revenue playlist now and entrepreneur features the playbook. And of course, every other platform has the playbook as well. But the main purpose is I will take everything from how to pitch, 
ultimate ego training, procrastination, seeking approval, to very pragmatic time management. Uh, I do all these different trainings and there's always a Q&A section. You know, this is Thanksgiving week. So we're doing a Thanksgiving training on Friday, BYOQ, bring your own questions. I'll bring the answers. So I do rapid fire question and answering, uh, which to me, you know, this is my gift is I channel these answers. So very few people in my space can hit in an hour of just people asking any question about anything and remaining at least some sort of expression of genius through me mm. uh, with each and every question. It's very unique to be able, and I'm blessed and grateful to have that gift. That's awesome, man. You'd be crazy not to try that out. I got to ask you though, the training is called Road to Revenue and Happiness, but the dollar, the $100 bill behind you says money doesn't buy happiness. Why link those two together in your training? Yeah. So for me, I lived the first part of my life till I was 36 that money does buy happiness and love. And then through understanding how this shift in the paradigm of receiving works, I realized that money is still the most important thing, but it doesn't buy love or happiness. What it does do is it allows you to shop. <laughs> so it does. Money allows you to shop. And if you shop for the right things, you're going to be super happy. So when I bought community centers in Africa, you know, for, for people in Kenya, when I you know, gave money to the Junior Achievement University to start that with Bob Proctor, Brian Tracy, Sharon Lecter, when, when I give to my community, to my kids, man, I am so happy. Mm. But when I'm buying things I don't need to make me happy or different things I don't need or buying things to impress people or even I bought things to impress people I didn't even like, that didn't make me happy. But money is, a, is the number one necessity of this vibration to be able to shop for what you want. And if you shop for the right things, I promise you, you'll be super happy. Oh, man, it's so good. Yeah, so many golden nuggets there. It's, it's interesting as you kind of are rattling off all these things and just kind of hearing you speak. It reminds me so much of that. I posted this quote today, but um, there was a sermon I heard on Sunday, which talked about just the taking inventory of your thankfulness and how that can change your state. And in all circumstances, if you have a thankful mindset, it can change your state. And then it going on. And there's this Denzel Washington quote that talks about how the biggest threat, the biggest threat to progress is ease. Where most people look at fear and hardship and all these things. And Denzel Washington is like, the biggest threat is actually ease. And hardship is not the biggest threat to progress. It's actually going to help you. And so it just reminds me so much as you're speaking, man. It's so powerful. Really, really appreciate you coming back on the show. I'm going to have to listen to it again. (laughs) That's all. You know, one real thing about the, the hardship that I agree with. Interesting concept. People don't mind hard what they don't want is long. And that's Mm. why consistency is such an important thing to me and to others is that, you know, people can withstand hard for a very short amount of time. That's why, you know, they'll, they'll take a shot in the arm or whatever, one punch or whatever, but long is what really scares people. And, uh, you know, hard we can handle. So that hardship, don't forget, includes longness in there. And so everybody, when the way you beat that fear is by consistent behavior lowering the bar, baby steps, crawling before you walk, before you run, and being persistent consistently, you can't beat it. You will pursue your potential. You'll reach far beyond the limitations of even what I can imagine. Hmm. 
All right, David, thank you so much for coming back on the show. We really appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening. Remember to get that link for David's free training. You can go to dmeltzer.com slash training. We'll include the link to that in the show notes of this episode as well over at statepaidpodcast.com. If you're looking for ways to support the show, there's only two ways that we ask you to do that, Luke. Mm. There's two ways. Just two ways. And the best way is to actually tell a friend. The best way is to tell friend, you told the second one first. I did, okay. but that's the best way. Saying. That's why. The best way is to tell a friend. The first way. The first way is actually rating us on Apple Podcast, but I feel like we're discriminating <laughs> against Spotify um, and iHeart. This is like Luke's quiz. Yeah. How well do you know the yeah. outro? I, I know. I don't know how well I know it, but seriously, no, we, we, would we, love we are not you. discriminating against Spotify or any other podcast player platform. We will take the reviews. There. We simply have a goal to hit number one in marketing for Apple Podcasts. Like that's the goal that yeah. we set our, to ourselves. And just like David said, it's not about when, it's about speed. Yes. How quickly we need can it. we get to the Tomorrow. top? If you rate us on podcast, on Apple Podcasts, we'll get there even fast. Really appreciate that. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acre, and have some action items for you that I thought were really, really powerful. One was take the what inventory of your life. Like, what is the inventory of your values? And I thought it was really powerful when he said, you know, you can tell those people from high school look, douchebag. I'm not the same person. I think that's literally the quote of what you said, <laughs> but you know, you don't, you're not the same person. Take inventory of your values because that's going to define this section or this next action item, which is apply the law of Goya mm, to your life. Get off your ass is what he said. Love I thought that. that was so powerful yeah. that if you apply that, you complete a hundred percent of the things you do now. Mm. And so apply that law to your life. Remember this, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 